Well, to the 27,759 of you, the official attendance last night, I bestow upon you the greatest honor the Damon Bruce Show can bestow on anyone. Oy, oy, oy. There you go. That's the greatest honor I can give on the broadcast. Oy, oy, oy. Everyone who went out there certainly earned one last night. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. As you can see, I am wearing the Cell t-shirt that uh, was given away at that game last night in Oakland. And I'll tell you, even though it was 27 plus thousand announced, there were more ghosts and memories in that ballpark than maybe ever before. It was, uh, it was beautiful. It was tragic all at the same time. It felt like a playoff game. It never felt like a funeral because the only other feeling that came into that stadium last night, into the Coliseum, was anger. Fans got angry. I've been to plenty of lasts in Oakland. I've been to the last Raiders game like three times. I've been to the final Warriors game at Oracle Arena. And that obviously is not the last game at the Coliseum. As a matter of fact, there's one tonight. And the A's are red hot, baby, riding a winning streak. But I can't encourage you to go buy tickets. And you shouldn't encourage anyone to go buy tickets. Because what is being taken from you is the equivalent of a sports war crime, and you should never support a war criminal the way that John Fisher is a sports war criminal. Um, it's the memories of not just the people who have made them, but the memories that will never be made if the A's truly do up and leave for Nevada, which became a, a step closer last night. Actually, before last night, and the sun fell down before the first pitch was even thrown, we saw that the state of Nevada's legislature had taken its hand out after three days of backroom negotiating. Votes were purchased by a billionaire whose only means to do anything is throw money at it. He's got no intelligence, compassion, humanity to offer anyone. It's just money. And John Fisher obviously had enough of it to flex Nevada to genuflect to the notion of they need the A's. Oakland, you deserve the A's. You deserve to have a major league franchise. I don't know what comes of last night. We'll get into some stories that were written here. We'll get into some of the things that people are saying today that maybe they weren't saying just on, on Tuesday. And, and all of that is good. But it's conversation falling on the deaf ears of an owner who does not care and a major league commissioner who will not do the right thing. That's pretty obvious. And I'll tell you, the single worst feeling in the world, as far as I'm concerned, I think the single worst feeling in the world is helplessness. And maybe more than any other fan base, A's fans are just helpless to a process that not only does not love them, but isn't even considering them. And that's, I think, what makes me the most disgusted with sports today. The winning streak, what a moment last night. I'm so glad, you know, I went there, I talked to a lot of fans. By the way, I put up a video of fans 
just in their own words, talking about what the day and what that team meant to them. I encourage you to go watch it. I talked to dozens of fans yesterday, and I, I thank all of you for coming up to me and being so gracious and so welcoming. And what's amazing is a lot of people tell you like, oh, Damon, you know, I love you, man. I listen to you every day. And obviously I haven't been on terrestrial radio for about three months now. I didn't get any of that. Everyone was like, dude, I'm on you. I'm on the plus. I'm on YouTube. I love it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much to the fans who came out and came up to me yesterday. I think we got some great footage and great conversations of great baseball fans. And I really encourage you to watch the video, not for my own numbers, not for my own algorithm or stats. But if you're an A's fan, I think you're going to want to see these fans talking about what the team means to them generationally. It's beautiful. Um. Look, with all due respect to Hogan Harris last night, who was your winning pitcher, last night the winning pitcher should have officially been put down as Vibes, or Vibes at least picked up the save. Because that ballpark, when it's filled with present, loud A's fans, it is special. One of the single greatest nights I've ever had watching sports, any sport, was being in that place for the Marco... Scudero, Marco, Scudero. That was like one of the greatest baseball games I've been to in my life as a Cub fan who watched their team win it all in 2016. I don't know if any of those Cubs World Series games are as burned into my brain and my memory bank like that Marco Scudero game. It was so special. A's fans, you're you're awesome. But there's just no doubt in my mind and shouldn't be any doubt in your mind that when it comes to the stick, you will get the short end of it. It's just awful. It's awful. And I don't want to harp on it today, but I'm really not going to talk about much else. There are a few other things happening that we'll get to, and then we'll get into Club Plus, but I just don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse. Um... Last night bothered me. It was wonderful, but it really does. It bothered me. Like when I got home, uh, I was talking to Jillian, who was watching the game. And she even said, hey, Brody Brazil and Shooty Babbitt are getting spicy talking about this situation. And those are two guys who are, you know, if not employees of the team, certainly have all kinds of incentives to not just motherfuck John Fisher and A's brass. But they were adding elements of motherfuckery into their postgame last night. I was happy to see it. I really was. You can tell that Brody and Bip were angry. You could tell that Marcus Thompson was angry when you read his piece today. You could tell that a lot of people, I'll tell you what I also saw last night. I saw a lot of Giants fans there. I saw Giants jerseys. I saw Giants t-shirts. I saw... Baseball fans from all over Northern California say it's right to be here and it's right to support this, even though this is probably only symbolism. This probably means nothing more than the symbolic gesture of showing up on a random Tuesday to prove that we were all here to begin with, but we're not coming because we don't want to do business with an owner who clearly doesn't want to do any business with us. 
I came home hungry last night because I did not eat at the ballpark. I did not drink at the ballpark. I didn't want to give John Fisher a nickel, so I didn't. I did not park at his ballpark. I took Bart, baby. Bart, and you're there. Beep, beep. Let me tell you what's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a fun day for Plusers if you are thinking about maybe coming to the Ike's opening in Brentwood. My man, Ike. Here he is. Well, there he is. His face goes right on his face. My man, Ike, is opening a new store tomorrow in Brentwood. You can hang out with me and Ike. We're both going to be there from 4 to 6 p.m. So when you're getting out of work, looking to pick up a little something to eat for the night, come on by Ike's. Uh, if you can't make it on Thursday, you can meet Ike on Friday. He's going to be there again for what is officially the grand opening. We're going to be giving away free sandwiches to the first 25 people who walk in there and say, I'm down with the ploos. You want a free sandwich? Come and get one tomorrow. First 25 of you down with the Ploos at the Ike's opening in Brentwood. I'm looking forward to doing that. And I've also been told that um, Ike, who is, I'm sure, flying in from somewhere to come and do this, is going to be driving by my house on the way up to Brentwood. He's going to pick me up, and we might be stopping at Uncle Boy's. I'm not even kidding. Ike texted me. He's like, hey, man, we should stop by Uncle Boy's to say what's up before we even get out there. I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, that's what just tells you, you know, a man who wants to support local business. That's what that's what Ike wants to do. He wants to go out of his way to support Uncle Boys on the way to a grand opening of a new store for him. That's how much he loves people. When he says love and sandwiches, he ain't kidding. And when I say that I loved black and whiskey, I sure as hell ain't kidding. I did have oh, a glass like that last night when I did come home. I had a little editing to do. I put together the uh, put together the the fan video, which is about 18 minutes long. I really mean it. Go see that thing. That should be my most watched video because it's not me. It's just fans pouring their heart out. Go watch that video. And wait to the end when you get to meet Stephanie with the greatest A's t-shirt I've ever seen. That's a tease, folks. So thank you so much to my sponsors. These are all really good people, people that you want to support. People, I'm going to tell you right now, if my friend Ike ever becomes a billionaire, wait until you see the world's first truly generous billionaire. I would imagine my good friends at Blackened would like to do that as well. And Uncle Boys would, look, Uncle Boys is just a small little local restaurant that takes their surplus food and hands it out to homeless weekly. They're trying to feed the community. They're trying to do right. They're trying to not be wasteful. They're trying to be generous community members. The very opposite of the A's, and don't get okey-doked, I really thank Christina Carl of the San Francisco Chronicle for pointing it out, that last night the A's said that they were going to pledge every dollar uh, committed to ticket purchases to the Oakland Alameda Food Bank. Well, in the vacuum of that one gesture, putting several hundred thousand dollars into a food bank, thank you, and that's good. 
But fuck all of you because you could stick around and do so much good you're choosing not to and you're literally being held up in Las Vegas as you're trying to nickel and dime whatever community involvement you would have there as well. It's all performative. It's PR. There is no compassion. Dave Cavill, John Fisher would not just step over, they would pee on anybody in Oakland before actually helping them. These are dishonest operators of the first degree. Remember Dave Cavill's hat exchange? Remember that bullshit that he roped up? A's fans ate that up like soup. They really did. The beaten down A's fan had nothing to root for, didn't have a team left that they recognized, but oh, Dave Cavill's sticking it to the Giants. Come trade in your Giants hat for an A's hat. It was performative. You want to know when I knew Dave Cavill was a minor leaguer at best? Third year in a row, he's like, look, green AstroTurf, food trucks, isn't this great? No, Dave. These are just fucking food trucks. I see them everywhere. You've got them parked close to your stadium with green AstroTurf and five picnic tables. Who are you kidding? But a lot of people ate it up. A lot of people ate it up. And a lot of people, and look, I'm not in this for the, oh, you were right, Damon, about this. I'm not. I'm really not. But that's the message that so many people have sent me today. And I don't want to get, I don't want to make this about me. But East Bay Sports, someone who is like visibly on Twitter and online, not liked me for a long time, hit me this morning, late in, in the evening, uh, overnight anyways, I woke up to this. And it says, I owe Damon Bruce a massive apology. For years, I defended Dave Cavill and the A's against Damon's criticism, believing that Cavill was truly a man to save the A's in Oakland. And Damon was right this whole time. He tried to warn us, but a lot of us were blinded with hope. I'm sorry, Damon. <laughs> I wrote back. I said, I really appreciate it. And I'm so sorry that it went down like this. And what happened was Dave Cavill and John Fisher schematically, strategically used your love of that team and that city against you. All they did was talk about Rooted in Oakland and people, they bought that shit up. They, they gobbled it up. Rooted in Oakland. It sounds so good. For the first time, that's, that hits my ears so well. Certainly hits the ears better than this, crim, than, than, than this criticism that Damon's offering that even though they say they're Rooted in Oakland, they're not doing a lot of things to actually be Rooted in Oakland. They're certainly not doing a lot of things to serve their fans very well. They're certainly not doing a lot of things to make you feel more welcome in a ballpark, which again, look, the Coliseum is a dump. The last dive bar folk really got it right. That place could have been th the ugliest, most awesome, decrepit stadium all at the same time. It really could have been. There's no element of a baseball field that is more, more important to its beauty than its actual baseball diamond. And the grounds crew in Oakland is the best in Major League Baseball. The way that they mow that grass, the infield, the patterns, it's gorgeous. It really is in its own weird, warped, cockeyed way. It's gorgeous. And the Coliseum, again, just a little elbow grease, a couple coats of paint, making people feel more welcome. It, it all could have worked. So much has been squandered. So much. And this entire exercise, all of it, 
every inch of it, has been a perfect example of American greed. Damon, keep politics out of sports. Well, you can't. You can't. You have one man burning the faith and the trust of millions of fans so he can go from wealthy to wealthier. I'm going to tell you right now, if the choice to burn down your home was ever given to me, but the circumstances were, hey, Damon, if you don't burn down this stranger's home, your family doesn't eat. As much of a dick move as it is, I'm a provider for my family, and I'm on Team Bruce before I'm on any other team. As a matter of fact, I'm the captain, and it is my duty to then feed my family, and if I got to burn down your home to do it, I guess I would have to do it. Basically, you got John Fisher saying, I'm going to burn down your home, not to feed my family, but just to make sure we have enough caviar and toast points to serve in the ballroom. This isn't a survival at all cost situation. This is just, this is John Fisher trying to go. Did I say Dave Cavill? I, I get him confused. I've wrapped them into one monster in my own mind, I guess. This is John Fisher just going from galactically wealthy to galactically wealthier. The man needs nothing. He wants nothing. His life will not change. Only his addresses, because he's bought a new mansion, will change. One man burning millions of fans in the Bay Area just to go from wealthy to wealthier. John Fisher did nothing to accumulate his wealth, and he's going to add to it by taking valuable community property away from a community. Oakland be damned. Northern California East Bay sports fans be damned in the name of John Fisher going from 10,000 count thread sheets, 10,000 thread count sheets to 10,001 thread count sheets. And folks, this has been the plan since the date of purchase. I mean, you go back to his and Lou Wolf's tenure here. It was only purchased to become a real estate deal in Fremont or maybe San Jose. And then when he realized that that was going to be an impossibility, the systematic two decades long slow burn of eroding fandom and killing the A's on the field is what he put into place. Only because you know David Forst and Billy Bean kind of knew what they were doing there in terms of player acquisition. Did you have a team that had no business to pop up and win 97 games in 2019, pop up and win 97 games? I promise you that as the A's were winning 97 games, Fisher was furious. Maybe the only time he ever really cared is he cared that they were becoming too successful. What drives me the most nuts, what makes this pathetic to an insulting level is that Fisher is fully insulated, fully insulated 
interacting with the public that he clearly deems as scum, interacting with the media, which he doesn't feel like he needs to do at all. He answers to no one. He takes questions from no one. He's not even going to show up so you can yell at him. I mean, the man doesn't believe any of us are even worthy of acknowledgement. And that's the most kind of scumbag, Republican, insulated billionaire with his own agenda as you can possibly get. And I do say Republican not to just crap on the Republican Party, but because the Fishers have been major donors, like most billionaires are, to those folks their entire lives. And the Nevada legislature officially yesterday voted to approve $380 million in public money that won't be going to kids who need it or homeless outreach programs or feeding or clothing anyone. Nope, it's going to go to John Fisher to make sure that the cracks in the sidewalk are filled by your tax dollars, not his totally unearned inherited billions. I mean, that's the most Republican shit there is. I read today that families in Silicon Valley, six families, six, six families in Silicon Valley have more wealth than the bottom half million families in Silicon Valley and San Jose combined. I mean, if that doesn't offend you, if that if that doesn't bother you on some level, you have you fallen for the okie doke. You really have. Marcus Thompson writes, A's diehards took over the Coliseum on this random Tuesday night in June, drawing an announced attendance of 27,000-plus, the largest crowd since the final of the Yankees series last August, because some lies must be called out. The mischaracterization of being um, promulgated by the A's and Major League Baseball, and now Las Vegas, really has people thinking... A's fan base doesn't exist. It's a fib conceived by an agenda, one void of regard for precedence, blatant propaganda to scapegoat the consumers. And that's Marcus Thompson nailing it. Absolutely nailing it. You know the comedian Tom Papa? Tom Papa's really funny. He's got a lot of specials on Netflix. Go watch Tom Papa. He's a funny guy. He's got a a joke about billionaires. That's just fantastic. And basically the joke goes, hey, you know, you should get to be a billionaire. Like, if you can work hard enough, which is preposterous because I doubt there's a single billionaire out there that is a self-made billionaire. Like, everyone at that level is inheriting a huge pile of money to then go find their... Like, nobody goes from, my mom was a crack addict, I was born an orphan, and today I'm a billionaire. Like, that doesn't exist. You know, Damon, the American dream. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bullshit. Where you start, your starting point determines whether or not you're a billionaire, more than how hard you work for it or what your end point might look like. But Tom Papa says, you know, if you're lucky enough to become a billionaire, if you've worked hard enough, if you put in enough hours, if you've done it, you should get to be a billionaire for one day. 
for one day, you're a billionaire. Congratulations, here's your trophy. You're a billionaire. You're in this really exclusive club. You've made it. You're in the high society, the highest you know, echelon of society. Congratulations, you're a billionaire. But by 9 a.m. the next morning, if you're not out giving money away to poor people, we should be able to come for you. It's a great joke. I mean, he tells it a lot funnier than I just related to you because I'm angry. But I like that. If you're not handing out money to poor people by 9 a.m. the next morning, we're fucking coming for you. And this is where, like, I got to stop talking about this because my mind goes to a dark place when I think of John Fisher. It really does. John Fisher is a sports war criminal. That's a heavy accusation, but I accuse him of it because he's not looking to just screw over other businesses. He's looking to screw over innocent people. He's killing innocent fans, and he's doing it with glee. He's doing it with an aplomb. The memories that he's destroying, the family outings that he's robbing from future generations, like it's enough to make me sick. It is grotesque. It's grotesque. And like I said, he makes me think dark thoughts. Because when there's no way to reach anyone with civil discourse, conversation, a back and forth, a real talk, when someone has so insulated themselves from not just criticism, but even a level of human communication, there's obviously nothing left to do. Like when you're helpless, when someone refuses to acknowledge you, what do you want to do? It's like in your, it's, it's in human nature to want to be violent. You know, if I can't get your attention any other way, what if I broke your fucking nose? Do I have your attention now? It's the old Mike Tyson saying, everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the face. And an ass kicking will keep people honest. I'm officially commanding all of you to do no harm to John Fisher. But I imagine beating the living shit out of him more often than I should, and I don't like that. You know, when you can't reach someone with any reasonable means, you start becoming unreasonable. Start wishing, you know, family members falling ill to mysterious mysterious diseases that he can't throw enough money at. You know, how do we make that guy's life miserable since he so indiscriminately is willing to make everyone else's life miserable? Call me a bad guy for thinking like that. I'm just being true. Another guy last night named Sam reached out to me on Twitter and said, Damon, I thought you were a jerk too, but I take it all back now. Cavill tricked us by using our love of the team and the city against us. And that's true. And now Major League Baseball is going out of its way to take A's fans, the Oakland A's, the concept of them, and just, what, Photoshop them out of the class picture? Is that what's going on here? Because one of the things that A's fans asked last night was to see a little solidarity around Major League Baseball. A guy up in Seattle named Matt Stairways to Heaven, gotta love that, says, I'm here showing my support in a Mariners game. I had a sign, but baseball stadiums uh, are removing any signs related to the A's. Take that down. Again, they're being scrubbed 
from existence in real time. It's like when Marty McFly started disappearing from the McFly family photo and back to the future. There's no element about this that is gross. The signs that went up last night in Oakland were fantastic, and I even said the signs were hung off the banner with care in hopes that John Fisher would no longer be there. Now, uh, a pluser named Trevor says, Damon, thanks to everyone who showed up and showed out last night at the Coliseum. Also, huge shout out to meeting you. Thanks for the selfie. It was my pleasure, Trevor. Thank you for coming up and saying hello. And thank you for retreat, retweeting my How the Grinch Stole Baseball. Yeah, he took my, you know, night before Christmas thing and went with it in another direction, How the, Scrin uh, how the Grinch Stole Baseball. These fans came here without star players. These fans came here without amenities. These fans came here to support each other, these players, while chanting obscenities. <laughs> That's fantastic. He goes by, what, Captain, Miss, Captain McNasty <laughs> is his moniker on Twitter. Thank you, Trevor. True Blue Forever says, I heard everywhere, and my beard is still green. You dyed your beard. Very nice. But it was so worth it. John says, the Ploos. Who would have thought a Chicago native would be more rooted in the Bay than the A's? Plooser for life. John, thank you. Look, man, I, I care about fans being done wrong. And that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. And there's a level of misinformation that has been handed your way the entire time that made you believe that you know, the station I used to be on, we were the enemies. We were, th th that was the problem with the lack of success for the A's. It had nothing to do with the way the team was being run. La Profesora. She's talking to Michelle, who's one of our favorites, saying, great job last night at the game. That was hella loud. It's the only time I'll use the word hella. It's yours, East Bay. You can keep it as far as I'm, I don't like that word, but it is very East Bay. I'll give you that. Even in the postgame, Brody and Bip were emotional. Yeah, Brody and Bip were pissed off last night. I was happy to see it. I really was. They were not happy. So, what's left to be said? What's left to be said other than, I've seen the A's get close to the verge of saying that they had a stadium deal in place only to watch it fall apart in the 11th hour. It's happened here many times. We'll see if it doesn't happen in Nevada this time. Um, but really, you I mean, there's, there's no other way to tell you. You're in an, an abusive relationship. And tonight's attendance should be dropping right back down to 2,000 people. And that sucks for the players. You could see it in the players' eyes how excited they were to have a crowd, how excited they were to have some noise behind those at-bats. You could just feel it. It felt like a Major League Baseball game. It felt like a playoff game. There are all sorts of, there's all sorts of collateral damage here. There really is. And it was avoidable. 
It was all avoidable, but it would have taken an honest operator and someone who cared. And John Fisher is neither one of those things. And he's so dedicated to not even learning about what that might be. That as long as it's him, there's no hope. This was the t-shirt. Sell. You know what would have been baller if like Jed York or Joe Lacob or Larry Ellison or name whatever random billionaire that you root for here in the Bay Area, Mark Benioff, I don't know, like whoever. What would have been awesome is if they walked around last night in a white T-shirt and in green letters it said buyer. Wouldn't that have been cool? I was really trying to think, what's the way out of this? Is there any way out of this? Is there any way that Oakland doesn't get screwed over in the end? And really, my mind only turned to one place. It's going to take the Saudi live golf tour that just bought the PGA to say, all right, John Fisher, what, what do you want for your team? How about we pay you like you own the Dallas Cowboys? We'll give you $7 billion to, or no, $12 billion, whatever the Cowboys are worth today. They're worth another billion every time I look up. But we'll, 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 we'll give you $10 billion, John, for the A's because we just want to buy into Major League Baseball with our little pool of blood money that never ends. So... Unless that Saudi blood money comes rolling in, you're in a lot of trouble. I remember, I remember when I was talking to Mayor Kwan, and she said that the the prince, what the the prince of Dubai, uh, was going to be a part of keeping the A's in Oakland. She was wrong about that. Man, it stinks. All right, a couple of other things before we get into Club Plus. By the way, the Giants last night won in St. Louis. Keaton Wynn made his Major League debut. He pitched four innings, got the save, a four-inning save in a Major League debut. Probably aren't a lot of those throughout Major League history. But today, he was sent back to the minors with quite a bit of roster moves for the San Francisco Giants. Again, they've won three in a row. And today, Luis Matos has already made his Major League debut. He singled in his first Major League at bat. He scored a run in his first Major League trip around the bases. Was driven in. He's hitting second in the lineup, playing center field today. And it was 2-0 Giants until a grand slam made it 4-2 St. Louis. The Cardinals have since tacked on another run. Top of the fifth, 5-2 Cardinals leading the Giants on getaway day. Mitch Haniger is on the IL. He's got a fractured right forearm. That I, Look, 10-day IL, you hope, right? He's going to be gone longer than that, though. Fractured forearms take usually more than a week and a half. So J.D. Davis sprained his ankle. Roster moves today. The Giants are starting to play good and decent baseball. They're bringing up interesting young talent and prospects. The big guy isn't even here yet in Kyle Harrison. But... Uh, Pick the wrong time to also get a little banged up. Getaway day in St. Louis. They head to the Dodgers next. Very interesting couple of weeks for the Giants. 
One thing that is not Bay Area baseball related, but I just had to share with you because there are some things that Uncle Damon gets to before anyone else gets to it. And people say, calm down, dude, quit, quit, you know, quit sucking off Otani. I two years ago, I told you Shohei Otani is the single greatest baseball player to ever live. Like Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, all these guys get behind Shohei Otani. Show me your ERA or get behind Shohei Otani, Willie Mays. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to call out Willie Mays today, but there's there's never been anything like Shohei Otani in Major League Baseball. Babe Ruth was merely a blueprint for what Shohei Otani really is. And Ruth pitched, then he became a hitter. He didn't really do both at the same time the way that Shohei Otani does. If he really does hit free agency, the San Francisco Giants should offer him a one-year $80 million, $80 million a year. Maybe $100 million a year, and he's worth it. He's worth it. Shohei Otani's rankings in Major League Baseball this season. As a hitter, he's first in total bases. He's second in home runs, but first in the American League. He's second in extra base hits, but first in the American League. He's fifth in RBI. He's fifth in on-base plus slugging. So that's who he is as a hitter. As a pitcher, he's first in... Hits allowed per nine innings. He's first in opponent batting average. He's second in strikeout percentage, but first in the American League. And he is third in total strikeouts. Shohei Otani is the best pitcher when he pitches in baseball, and he's the best hitter when he's hitting in baseball. I mean, what more do you want? That guy's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And in the one thing that I'll leave you with here on the Damon Bruce show before we slip into Club Plus, hang out here on YouTube for a little while longer, is this. If the A's really do make it to Las Vegas, you know what advice I would give them? You're never going to want to go to a city where you're going to be less popular than the hockey team. The Golden Knights in a ridiculous 9-3 closeout game win the Stanley Cup Finals last night. I do love me a cup presentation, but I, I missed it last night. I've only seen highlights because I was at the A's game. Um, the Knights winning a ring in just their sixth season of existence. They're the fastest NHL team to ever win a title. Only, you know, if you want to talk about expansion franchises, who's the quickest to winning it all? The 1971 Milwaukee Bucks won the championship in their third season of existence. That's how good Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. And uh, the 2001 Diamondbacks in year number four of their existence won the World Series. So... The Knights are the Las Vegas team, born and bred there. The NFL's too big to fail, no matter how bad the Raiders ever are. They're still going to have plenty of sellouts and attention because it's football. It's the NFL. So, you know, one of the things I always thought hurt the A's around here is they were clearly the third or fourth most popular team. They're about to be the third or fourth most popular team. When they roll into Las Vegas, if they do get to Las Vegas. So we'll end today's show with that. Maybe one last, because I'm just done talking about this son of a bitch. One last, fuck you, John Fisher. You've earned every bit of it.
Thank you so much for every bit of your loyalty, your listenership, your viewership, whether you downloaded the podcast or are watching on YouTube. We're also throwing up the, the live stream on Twitter where a lot of people are watching, and that means a lot of people aren't coming over to YouTube, but I just I want to give this away. we got a little marketing and growing to do. If you are an A's fan who maybe used to hate me but now doesn't, maybe, maybe you'd think about subscribing. Maybe you'd think about giving us a like or helping out that algorithm or telling a bunch of your friends, go check this guy out. Because when it's all said and done, the truth hurts, and this guy's just full of the truth. So that's why it might hurt sometimes. You hear things, but you don't listen. I thank you for listening. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.